0: Welcome to another episode of Forgot My Transmitter. Today's chat is with Adam Liston from Greene County, Ohio. He shares with us a power damage event about locate whole property requests and companies that push mandatory overtime. I apologize for the poor audio as Adam had a cold and the audio was hard to capture. And I'm still learning how to record effectively. I have a few more episodes recorded and the audio is better. So I appreciate you being patient with me as I learn how to do this. Now on to the show. Thanks for coming on the show today, Adam. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How you became a locator, and what you currently locate.
1: Well, currently I locate uh, I locate in Ohio, and I locate um, water and sewer, and that's that's about it. It was one exception, and I mean it's electric for sewer. We actually do occasionally locate uh, electric for grinder
0: pump. Right. So you work for the county? I do. So you strictly do locating, or do you do other water, like repairs or anything?
1: Uh, No repairs, but uh, I would say about 90% of what I do is locating. And then the other 10, uh, we actually do um, water. Well, they're pre-meter water line inspect.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For new new builds.
1: New builds. Uh sometimes people will move off of a well pump and move yeah. on to the, the county water. So,
0: right. What'd you do before?
1: Uh, I located for a very large locating company that everybody probably knows about. Right. Uh I located for them for almost two years. Yeah. Uh you know, phone cable, electric, stuff like that. Yeah. All the different fibers of the tools.
0: Yeah, you got your start there, and then you moved up to a better gig. Yeah, right? yeah. Better paying? Nope, I took a
1: pay cut for the job.
0: Oh no! Oh, that's.
1: Oh no! That's, well, it was, oh yeah, it.
0: yeah, exactly. The workload is a lot easier, probably.
1: Uh, it wasn't at first. Um, actually, before before I came on, uh, there was only one other locator. Oh, okay. The whole county. And, um, I would say the first week or two, I mean, we were just buried when I got there. And yeah. We, we cleared it out to where now we're about three days
0: ahead. Okay. That's good. What's different of locating water and sewer compared to telecommunication, gas, power?
1: Well, the, I would say the biggest difference is that, uh, About 99% of it, you can't look up to. Right. So, the way we... Really, the only way that we have available to us to locate it is uh, just witching. Really? Wow. We use that technique in conjunction with our GIS, our mapping system, which is basically for everybody else. They easily know that it's prints. Yeah. So, we basically use our print as... As a reference point to tell us what side of the road the uh, water main or sewer main is on. And generally speaking, where the lateral would be or the water. Right.
0: Describe your technique on witching then.
1: Uh, Basically with witching, uh, I hold the witching rod pointing straight out away from me. And I basically just approach where whatever line that I'm locating... Is supposed to be kind of in the general area at a 90 degree angle and the witching rod will, it turned hard. Like there's no, 90% of the time, there's no doubt about it. Like when it turns, it turns hard. It lets you know. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty yeah. much it. And that works, like I said, for water mains and, and, uh, sewer and, and honestly everything else, but, uh, you definitely get a different reaction um, with a witching rod, depending on what you're, what you're on. Yeah. Have
0: you ever gone back to verify how accurate the marks were?
1: Other than just continuing to wedge it from a different point. Um, you know. there's not really too many places that I can hook up, um, to actually locate with, uh, induction or anything like that. So right. it's, it's actually very accurate regardless of what some might say. Yeah. I've had I haven't moved with the county very long. I think there was one one locate where they actually did have to dig and yeah. my marks were within an inch. Well, wow.
0: so you mentioned there's a, it's a little different when you're witching for water and sewer. Do you know why that would be like is it a different pull or, or what exactly could you
1: describe it? Uh, I mean they mostly what I was referring to there was uh there's a difference between the pole of like a water line and sewer
0: versus like gas. So when you first started back two years ago with the other company, what were some things that surprised you or
1: what finally made you feel comfortable? I think when I when I really started getting into the groove, I realized that it was really, I, I can't really pinpoint a, a certain place where it felt like I was in a groove. It was, uh, a lot of it was just, I want to say like a month or two in, I was starting to kind of like really just feel comfortable. And I couldn't tell you at what point that was or if there was a specific time or if there was a specific right. locate that I did. It just got to the point where i it's almost like I woke up one day and I was like back in nature.
0: Yeah, you just stuck to the process and finally came routine.
1: Locating in general, I think so much of it is feel. And yeah, and instinct, and you can only get those those two factors by working the process and and just practicing. Yeah, if there were so many tones that I would get, that you know, I'd do a, a sweep of the area that I was locating, and let's say I was looking for cable or or whatever the case was, and just hearing the tone from the yeah. receiver, it would maybe give me uh, good frequency. Yeah. But just the tone, hearing the, hearing it tone out, it would just be like, ah, no, that's not it. That's not it. You know, it, when I started to get to that point, is when I was like, okay, I think I understand how yeah. it works.
0: Yeah. Once you swing it enough, you, you can tell the difference between a good signal and a bad signal. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, at first, when I, I remember when I first started, I was like, how in the world are these guys doing this? Yeah. You know? Right.
0: Like, yeah. They just, they just do a quick s- circle sweep. And so, no, it's a bad signal. You've got to Got to change yeah. this.
1: And they go around. Oh, yeah. There it is. There yeah. You could hear like three different, you, maybe they'd get three or four different tones in that entire sweep. And you yeah. See them like, nope. Nope. That's not it. Nope. That's not. It. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, I'm yeah. like, dude. How? And then sure enough, a couple months later, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. So you have a few good damage stories. Is that right? I'd say, uh, I'll use my most recent one. And uh, yeah, it was basically on this job. I had to, they were doing a reconductor, landing a new three phase, a pole around to a uh, LBC or a switch gear, and then running basically um, commercial service to a transfer, transfer, running from that, that LBC to another LBC. And then from that LBC, going to another transformer for another building. Uh so it was a big it was a big job. Well, on the print it, it was only showing one three face that was going yeah, that started from the pole and went north. Well apparently at one point or another, another three face was put in that basically ran off alongside that that three face that was on the print but it went to a different transformer at a different address across the street or never got updated on the print. No. So inevitably that three phase got smacked. Yeah. And, uh, long story short, I didn't get charged for the damage. Cause how could I account for something that I didn't know was there? Yeah. So I really only had, I think two damages. Neither one counted against me cause it was kind of the same story both times. Um, but I wanna say after I must have done like sixty eight hundred locates. Wow. In a year and a half and yeah, it was only the two damages that, that happened. So I don't have a lot of crazy damage stories really. Uh the contractor still tried to put that one on me. Yeah. I wasn't worried about it. When our damage investigator came out, he was like, Yeah, there's no way. No. He verified what I marked and he was like, Oh yeah. They were so close together that it was hard to differentiate. Yeah, and he, even he was like, "Well, this wasn't on print, so there's no way you could have done.
0: Was it close enough that it was in tolerance of the other one, or or
1: was it too far out? It was real close. Yeah, it was close enough for both of those. Like I don't know how they got it in there, right? Unless they joint trenched it and just didn't put the other one on the print, but I don't see how that that could happen. No, that seems no. unlikely. Whoever's responsible for updating those prints made a boo boo. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've got a couple areas around here where we've told them there's missing primaries going down this street, not on maps. Yeah. But they just never update it. Yeah. So it's it's only based on knowledge being passed down from locator to locator. Right.
1: That is not how it should run.
0: No. No.
1: These utility companies, they depend on, on that for their money. Yeah. And if they're out of service and their customers are out of service for any amount of time, that's losing money for them. Yeah. So I don't really understand why they wouldn't be Johnny on the spot with getting that stuff updated. Yeah. You know, like
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like we've said, okay, fix this, fix this. Yeah. And they're like, No, no, let us fix our own stuff. We're, we're not gonna we have to find it ourselves before we fix it. Okay, let it get... whatever. Whatever. Let yeah. it get hit. Let it... it's gonna get hit. That's right. Can't say we didn't try. Do you have any good in- encounter
1: stories? Not nothing, anything that's Age-turner-worthy, et cetera. And there was this one guy, and most of them I put out of my head because I don't, yeah you know. There was one guy that he got all kinds of pissy. I basically, I parked my truck right on the edge of the road mm-hmm. and like his front patch of his yard. Yeah. Man, he was talking about calling the cops and this and that. And I was like, why do you need the cops to do anything? Yeah. I'll do something. I was having a particularly bad day, and I wasn't. I was really caring whether I got fired for fighting homes. That's right. And I was like, "Why do you need the cops? Why are you threatening? Just do something. Come on." You called his bluff. Yeah. And anyway, he ended up calming down, and I was like, "Fine, I'll move. Stop talking. Shut up, and let me read." Yeah. But that—that that was pretty much it. A lot of the stories I have are actually good ones of like uh, encounters with dogs. I usually have really good encounters with dogs. Yeah. I make the joke all the time that I can't believe I get paid to pet dogs. Like,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Almost every dog I come across, I have a good experience with. So, yeah, you get a little little helper there. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, there was one this past week, actually, I had to get into a backyard, actually locate power for one of those grinder pumps. I was talking about the owner had a six month old. Great game, and this dog was almost up to my waist. Paws were as big as my hand, like yeah, huge, awesome. Huh. Made the made the locate even more fun. Yeah, carry dog treats or just I should. I don't know why. Well, I've got two, and they get most of them. I have two dogs, they get most of them anyway. So if, if I tried to get yeah more dog treats, I'd probably get mauled. Yeah, usually
0: it's, it's dogs out in the country that are barking away like crazy. Yeah. So I'll just, I just throw them a treat and they calm right down and I'm their, I'm their buddy. Yeah. And away we go. It's
1: what keeps you going every day. It's probably going to sound cheesy, but this is the county I was raised in. Okay. I lived away from, from this county and from this state for a long time. Some of it against my will, some of it not. Coming back to it, you know, I own a home here and I pay taxes in this county and what keeps me going realistically is just making sure my county is taken care of. Yeah. Cause this, you know, this was my home and still is my home. It has been my home for a long time. And uh, I take a lot of pride in this, in this county and in, in this, this area. Yeah. So knowing that I get to take care of county residents and county resources and county infrastructure that, that I have so much pride in, in and of itself, that's pretty much what keeps me going. And then there's like, there's like the little pluses too like the guy I work with my counterpart there at work he's awesome. Uh, we have a, a hell of a good time every day. yeah my boss is just you know, amazing literally could not ask for anybody better. that's good um, although my my first my first supervisor at that first bigger company he was he was amazing. He'll probably yeah. never hear this because he's never ever on any kind of social media or anything like that, but he, he was yeah. pretty good. And I'm ungrateful for the opportunity that he gave me for the time that I was there. Yeah. This is something I've, I've told my kids for a long time. Moving up doesn't always mean a pay raise. No. And I think that gets lost on a lot of people. And that's also one of the things that keeps me going is just knowing that what I'm doing Is what I want to be doing. Yeah. And I may not be making as much money as I was before, but it's where I want to be. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's the answer to that question. Very long winded. And
0: no, it's good. Touched on a lot of things that people, you know, we all think about when you're working in your hometown, everybody knows you, right? So if you mess up, you got to answer to everybody. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. And, and, you know, that one of the big issues that I had with, with that other place was, just the, the time demand. Yeah. You know, they wanted 50 hours a week minimum and, you know, every weekend working. And, and yeah. like. And then I want to say, like, about a year and a half ago, someone high up in the company sent out an email saying something about how important it is to have a work-life balance. Right. And then, like, a month later, they were like, oh, yeah, we're on mandatory weekends and uh, got to work till, you know, 6 o'clock every night, 7 o'clock every night. Wow! Like what happened to no. this whole work-life balance thing? Huh? Yeah, and yep. that's when I, pardon, pardon my French, but that's when I smelled the bull. I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, I started looking around. Yeah, it
0: just it boggles the mind why the big companies push mandatory overtime because it just pushes everybody out. Yeah, and then you lose people. Yeah, and if, if if you hired more, you'd be paying them at regular. You wouldn't be paying as much overtime. Right, and you'd have less
1: turnover. Right. See the problem I think with with some some companies, it's not just that one. No. Is they have this thirst to get as many uh, locating contracts as they possibly can. So that yeah. We need we need to get this fiber company, and we need to get this fiber company, oh there's two cable companies in the area. We gotta get both of those too. Oh, there's uh there's electric here. Okay, we need to get them and the co-op. We need to get everything we possibly can. Well what's gonna happen then? You, you everybody's still got the same requirements that they have to meet when a ticket has to be completed, right? Yeah. There's only so much time and mm-hmm. your tickets are always going to outnumber your techs. Yeah. When that especially when when you take that approach to business. And I understand like, the whole point of a company is to make money. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you're literally doing it at the risk of your company. Yeah. Because if you bust that many time requirements, I know for us, that was, you're in Wisconsin, right? No, I'm in Canada, are actually, you? Ontario. Oh, no, the last that yeah. you had on or, uh, Wisconsin. yeah, Wisconsin. That's right. Uh, so our requirement down here is 48 hours. Great. Right. Yeah. Is that the same for you guys? No, we have five business days up here. Okay. Yeah. We've got 48 hours from the time. Wow. Called in till. It goes past you. So these, these companies, you know, if you've got eight locates on one ticket. Yeah. And, for example, I got an entire project done, uh, a fiber overbuild project. Yeah. Uh, well, not the whole project. I got basically two two entire streets done in about 45 minutes. Say. Wow. Yeah. There were four or five texts from another company. Yeah, for the same project. And they hadn't even finished the first street yet. Right. And I doubt that that is due to lack of knowledge. They no. were moving. They were moving pretty. Yeah.
0: How many utilities were they locating? Like, there's a multiple fiber companies? Or...
1: Um, in that neighborhood, I want to say there's at least one fiber, one copper, one coax in on the way so or I mean and then you've got to get you know at least what like 20 feet worth of services coming off of the yeah. yeah crossovers crossings yeah main uh I was just thinking like now imagine how much quicker that would be if maybe each company just located their own or something I don't know I don't make millions of dollars as a CEO but I know you no, I don't have to to know what doesn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, like, it'd be interesting to really dig into the the metrics on it as to how many utilities are too many utilities right, for one company or one locator to have on a ticket.
1: Yeah. And there was something that I had that I would literally, no kidding, I would have seven or eight yeah. on one.
0: Yeah. And at, at what point is it too overwhelming and too frustrating? I guess it depends on the on what you're locating, how good the prints are, how good they tone out. Right.
1: Uh, right. Because you can get lucky or it could just all go to shit, really. Yeah. And the the thing that we were told all the time was, you know, just take it one one utility at a time. Take your time, make sure it's right. I mean that's hello yeah. and good, man. But like we've got two thousand tickets in a queue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not conducive to any kind of productivity. I'm not trying to go fast or anything by any means, but I would like to feel like I have accomplished something throughout the day instead of spending literally like four hours on one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just, there's nothing yeah. that's mentally healthy for me. <laughs> to no. Comprehend that.
0: No. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating when you do a five way ticket of everything. You mark the whole property. When it's just a just a light post or something, right? And in the front yard, but I just spent two hours doing this thing because it was right beside a transformer and a bunch of pads. So you had to
1: go out everywhere. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I've got one one company, one contractor out here that everybody anybody that knows me knows I hate them. And pretty much anywhere you go out here, our water services our water services are in the front. Well, this particular contractor contracts for the power company so if any time if anyone needs a electric service board in to replace their faulty electric service or whatever the case is this company yeah. does. and every time they call in entire property yeah that's fine if it's front easement cool but they'll know damn well that these houses are rear easement for the utilities and they'll call an entire property. It's
0: it's sa- same thing here. It's like they have this big power trip that we're working we're working for this big company this utility company, so we can ask whatever we want. Right. Because we're we are their preferred contractor.
1: Right. We tell you what to do, not the other way around. In my
0: theory, is, yeah.
1: So that's one theory. The other theory that I have is they're just lazy. Yeah. They just copy and
0: yeah, sometimes it's office staff, right? It's just to, it's easier to ask the office staff yeah. to ask for the whole property. Yeah, just
1: yeah go online and put in this ticket. Here we'll eat yeah. what you need to put
0: in. Yeah, like, just a summer student and, putting them in. Yeah. Oh yeah. now Yeah. Pretty frustrating, but
1: very, very. So what I do is I paint the crap out of that waterline. Yeah. I just yeah. paint the crap out of it. Just out of spite, you know. You're just, just.
0: Yeah. This is all I can do. This is the only method of. Yeah. Of, uh Yeah. Recommend- vigilante. I have. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Paint the shit out of this thing, and I'll put a flat yeah. every six into. I don't care. Yeah. Because maybe the yeah. will get mad.
0: That's I'll right. Yell at That's them right. For me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Do you have any advice for new locators?
1: Ask a lot of questions. Any question that you have, no matter how stupid you think it that. And find out and really wrap your head around conceptually how all the utilities, how each utility ties in, yeah, how the, how the electric service ties in at the, at the secondary or the transformer and how that ties into the primary and how the primary ties into the transmission line and how everything just works together to make it all work. Because once I did that, it all made so much more
0: yeah. If you understand the utility better, you're gonna understand where your signal goes. Right. Where
1: it's where it's gonna most likely yeah. to bleed off. Exactly. And that and there was a I was training one guy and I think he was having a hard time understanding how everything kinda ran. And like, why does this line go that way instead of that way? And I'd be like, Well, that's the main. The main is going that way, and then this is the service line going this way. And He'd be like, but the Peds over there. I'm like, Yeah, so they bring it all the way around and they, you know, he was just kinda having a hard time. Like, I think he thought that they just kinda spliced it in kind of where the main was. And yeah, so I was I was just explaining to him how everything kind of ties together and and what the purpose of the pedestal was and what the purpose of Transformer was and things like that. And any time I could find a Transformer that wasn't live yet but with hoping yeah this is what gets connected here this is what gets connected here the secondary is going to get connected here just to help him like i said conceptualize and get the concept of how everything physically is connected
0: yeah yeah that's why i think uh having a construction experience is almost more valuable than just being, yeah, like a locator, yeah, because you you understand how the infrastructure goes in the ground, or you've seen it,
1: yeah, for sure. And literally, I had him watch a drill crew put in a, a cable on the of the trunk, and I had him watch. I did the entire locate pretty much, do a couple things, and I was like, okay, I want you to watch and see what they're doing and how they, like the guy that follows the drill head. I'd like yeah to kinda of walk with him and ask him Because I I dealt with this crew before and they're real cool. Go so ask him questions like how do you know where this is and how do you know how yeah. it is and how deep do you guys usually go and And look at the potholes and Yeah, look look in the holes and see see what they've spotted and, and all that stuff. Yeah. All that information is invaluable. It's it all combines together and makes a picture of how all of this craft (laughs) works. Yep,
0: that's what you're doing. You're trying to create this, put this puzzle together and envision it in your head to where it all
1: is. And it all, once you have that picture, once you have that puzzle put together, it just makes so much more sense. Yeah. Because when I was in training, I was like, huh, okay, okay, I think I get it, I think I get it. And they were like, okay, you're going to hook up to this, you're going to hook up to this. Or you're gonna hook up and then you're gonna follow it out. I'm like, but how do I know where it goes after that? Like, what if it starts taking me this way? Or what if it starts taking me this way? Like I didn't have any kind of reference point to go off of. I was like I'm a flying blind, like a blind locate. Like Yeah. Here's the here's the lead. You're gonna hook up to this wire right here. Just go. And that's what it felt like at first. Once I had that puzzle put together, it made all all the sense in the world. I was like, oh I kinda of felt stupid after I I was like, oh well that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's really good advice to encourage locators, new locators to really understand the infrastructure. Yeah. It's good. Oh, I know I was gonna ask you, what uh do you have any really old water lines in your county? Wood lines or something?
1: Uh no, I would say the oldest that we have is uh the clay. Oh, okay. Clay interior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that
0: balanced and Spigot still? What's that? Is it where they go inside of the other one? I
1: think they called them, what, swell fittings? Because the tip actually swells once it gets wet. Okay. It'll swell, basically make a seal. I mean, they seep a little bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, they still work just fine. Wow. How deep are they? Uh, Out there, about three feet. Okay. Not too bad. No. They're well below the frost line, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so one year
0: your prints. Do you know? Does it give you the age and material at all?
1: Um, some of them, but not not a lot of it. Um, right. a lot. Uh, it'll tell us the material if we have that information. So, yeah. for example, there's one. Um, actually, my my hometown, our county, just kind of, we call them our hand-me-down because they were on their own, their own water. And basically the EPA came down with some new standards that all these municipalities had to, um, get up to, and they weren't going to fund it. So what a lot of these smaller municipalities did was like, Hey, uh, can you guys take us on? We can't afford to make these upgrades. Yeah. Uh, so they are one of our adopted children. Yeah. And they did not keep very good records. Uh, Oh, really anything a lot of their like the sewer mains and the sewer laterals they're pretty good uh the water main we don't know what it is we don't know how big it is we still have through and and physically find out yeah uh a lot of their meters are the water meters are actually inside the house oh and the basically you just locate to the curb stop yeah and that's it it's kind of a guessing game past that um, but I mean, most of our other, uh, municipalities that we take care of, it'll be ductile iron or PVC or plastic, whatever. Yeah. And it'll say, you know, the size, the size and the material that each, each line's made of yeah. up until the meter or up until the end of the lateral.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had a similar situation here in Ontario where there was one town, somebody was not doing their job with the water treatment plant. And there was e- got E. coli, so a couple of people died in the town. Oh God! Yeah, so there was huge, huge regulations after that, obviously, for good reason, right? And uh, there was one town that couldn't afford to do the upgrades. They just said, "Town for sale. We can't, we can't afford to fix the water system. It got pretty bad, like in terms of of forcing everybody to upgrade their water." To have it basically have it tested every single day, right? To upgrade and add ultraviolet and a whole bunch of things to get it up to par is just very expensive,
1: right? It is, and uh, you know, I think to some extent for good reason, but there are so many things in this world that I I don't understand why it's damn expensive. Um, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, so do you have
0: some streets back to those grinder pumps? I'm just curious. Cause that's what I used to do is I used to do septic and sewer locates and stuff, but is there like the whole street is on a grinder pump
1: that pumps it into the main, like each house? I'm still kind of getting the whole story as to why, because it's basically this, this one very large area around, uh, around a lake. Okay. And it's really just that. It's not just one street. It's the whole neighborhood. It's the whole shebang. And everybody's got a grinder pop up. Right. So they so
0: they can't put in a gravity system.
1: They have to pop right. it up. Yeah. Right. Well, they could have. Right. That was one option. But that was obviously going to be very intrusive and very expensive. Yeah. Because they had to redo everything. Yeah. So. Basically, the option that we provided them was, hey, you can either do this and, you know, we'll do it for you, but obviously we're going to, it's not going to be free. No. Or we'll put in a grinder pump and it's going to cost about a third of the alternative. And they're like, oh, grinder pump, please. Yeah, It's just the ongoing
0: maintenance for them. Does the homeowner, does the homeowner pay for the grinder pump or is that included in in the taxes and the water fee?
1: Um sure I'm not sure i don't, right. I don't actually live out there and i don't do i don't do billing that's a question though i I didn't really think about asking that because I don't have one right yeah <laughs> I'm on a heavy system so I'm like ah, cool I'm good yeah uh but uh yeah every house man every house and they're all different you could have some some of those grinder pump lines the power lines could go like this or it could just be a straight shot from. Right. From the junk box to to the pump itself. It's it's a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, it may have had to weave around landscaping when they installed their trees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you forgot your transmitter? I know you don't use it too much nowadays, but
1: it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever forget it's been it? At, a while.
0: Forget it at the other company?
1: Actually I don't think I ever did.
0: Oh, that's good. Good.
1: i'm so obsessive compulsive man yeah that yeah before i would leave any yeah i don't think i ever did huh. uh i did lose a handhold hook yeah uh i think i lost a clamp once yeah and uh a hand wrench yeah i think in that that handhold that one pissed me off yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> i never did find it
0: no i'm bad for forgetting stuff in peds like the the little clips that you use to go on the on the wires—I'm bad for forgetting those in the beds. That's awesome. I think that's all I've got here. Do you have anything anything to add?
1: Could I let you know what else is going on in our in our area? we it looks like we're hopefully fingers and toes crossed, getting ready to finally be done with this fiber overbuild, at least for a while. Yeah. God, I hope, hope we're almost done. Most likely going to be going to some training through the EPA after that to get some extra certifications under my belt. and Yeah. Maybe a little bit more money. Yeah. Possibly not. I don't care because I like to learn. So uh, I'm all about that life. So, yeah, I'd love to be on again. And that sound like kind of defraud your cousin. Right.
0: No, yeah, and I'd like to learn a little more about Water and sewer, so I, you'll you'll know some more too.
1: Most likely, yeah, going to be learning how to how to pressurize lines and and flush lines and all that stuff here yeah. too. maybe you'll uh, explain why they always
0: break so easily. I'm still trying to figure some of that out. This big city that not a big city, but the biggest city that I locate in. Sometimes the local treatment water treatment plant did a test on their pumps. They switched to the the alternate pump, but the pressure was higher on the backup pump. So there mm. was eleven water main breaks that day. Yeah, they were working twenty four forty eight hours. I forget how long it took them to fix all eleven water mains, just all over the city. It's just on a Friday.
1: Oh yeah, that's oh, oh my god. Yeah, that's terrible, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. So lesson learned. Give give the city yeah, warning. Friend. Friend. Yeah. At least it was done in the <laughs> spring. It wasn't done in the winter, but.
1: Yeah, it probably would have been more break. Yeah.
0: Honestly. Well, they, we didn't have a heavy, we didn't have a really bad winter either. So all the leaks. Oh, okay. All the leaks were just, just, they weren't activated at all underground, right? Like in the winter. Oh, okay. So they were slowly building up. They were all ready to, ready to pop. And that. That's what did it. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is good. Well, i got to go put my kids to bed. So. <laughs> All
1: right. Man. Good night. Good talking to you. Yeah, you to too. And I love... yeah.
0: Okay, see ya. <laughs> that concludes today's episode. If you would like to be a guest on this show, please visit ForgotMyTransmitter.com for instructions on how to submit your info. And remember, don't forget your transmitter.